Welcome to Dr. Jewel Hanny's Know Your Self-Worth. You haven't heard from me for a while, but I am back to motivate, empower you, and to talk real. So I just want to share with you today one of the books I wrote on bringing out the best in you through life challenges. It's your time to achieve. You can find my book on Amazon.com, Barnes and Nobles, and wherever books are sold. It's a powerful book because why? We all go through things in life. And when we go through something in life, always remember, what you're going through is not for you. It's preparing you for where you're going as well as for those that you're going to help in the future. Because if you do not go through any grown pains, you cannot grow. So it's important that we understand that what we're going through is only temporary inconvenience for a permanent improvement. So stop, you know, we learn not to hamper ourselves when we go through something and say, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this situation? Now let's be real. When we're going through something really, really tough, we want to automatically look at what did I do wrong? What did someone else do to me? Or we start pointing fingers. And we start trying to wonder, why me, why me, why me? But I'm going to tell you a secret. I've learned myself uh, that it's how I handle the challenge, which determines my outcome. And as I read my book on bringing out the best new through life challenges, it's your time to achieve. You're going to learn a lot about me. And you're going to learn that I did not get to the place where I'm at today on a bed of ease. I had to go through some tough situations, some tough things in life to really be the woman I am spiritually, personally, and professionally. And I'm going to talk real. And if you have any questions, please feel free to send me an email at drjulwel.com. JKPPD.com. That's Dr. Jewel at JKPPD.com. I am also a pastor at Tabernacle of Life Ministries, located at One Sopak Way in South Orange, New Jersey. And my husband of 36 years is my bishop. And we pastor together. And um, sometimes you wonder, you know, uh, how did you get into this situation, this uh, this position of pastorship? Like I say, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be real with you. And I'm going to talk real. Okay, because like I said, I didn't. My goal was not to be no pastor. You know, I had no desire to be a pastor. And my husband had no desire to be a bishop. But not knowing that when what we were going through and growing up, as as growing up in the church, because I grew up in the church, and um, I didn't know that God was preparing me for pastorship, uh, because that was far from my mind. I had, like I said, I had no desire. You know, all I wanted to do was uh, please God, because like I said, you know, I think many of you may have heard my story. If you listen to a lot of my podcasts earlier, uh, I'm one of twelve, and I grew up in the South Bronx in the hood. Yes. Uh, right on Washington Avenue. And I, I vote infested, you know, projects. Yes, I did. So um, my mother was very strict. 
Pentecostal. My father was a very strict Pentecostal. Uh, so therefore, they we grew up in church where we couldn't wear pants. You know, I mean, I didn't start wearing pants until I was 25 years old. And I was already out of my mother's home. And also, too, my father also was the same way. We grew up very, very, very strict. Okay, and we couldn't wear no makeup. We couldn't braid our hair, you know. And so, you know, we were teased a lot. I know I was teased a lot growing up in, you know, in school. They used to call me germs, you know. Used to call me weird, and they used to beat up on me because, uh, you know, when they would go to gym, I couldn't wear pants. I couldn't even participate in gym because you had to wear, uh, you know, a jumpsuit that was pants, and we couldn't, um, you know, wear pants. So therefore, we couldn't um, enjoy gym like everyone else. So I grew up very strict um, holiness, you know, back then. And that was called the Pentecostal religion. You know, as I know better now, Pentecostal is not, um, that's, you know, it's a way of life. It's not a religion, you know, and it's an experience that, you know, God allowed us to have experience with me with the Holy Spirit. But I'll get into that later. However, but I just want to let, let you know, when I wrote this book, this was based on my experiences growing up. You know, and not knowing that, uh, what I was, you know, from what I've been through from a child, you know, from a young child, that um, I was being prepared for leadership. And I didn't know it, you know. So uh, leaders are not born, they're made through life challenge. Again, it's how you handle the challenge which, which determines your outcome. So when I would go to, you know, and I just going back to when I went to school, kids used to beat up on me. They used to spit on me. You know, they used to bully me. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes I would go, you know, ladies room and, you know, they would just pull down my clothes and pull down, you know, my, my, you know, my panties and all, you know, I've been through a whole lot of stuff that I did not tell anyone and I wouldn't tell anyone because of what, um, I've been through and I was embarrassed. You know, I didn't even tell my parents and my sisters, you know, what some of the kids used to even do to me. You know, however, uh, but because I grew up in church and my mother always taught us how to pray. My father always taught us how to pray. That was a way of life for us. So if I didn't know how to do anything else, I knew how to pray. I would cry to God why everybody's picking on me. And um, also, too, because again, too, and going up, you know, I was very cockeyed. You know, yes, I was cockeyed. And uh, because when I was a baby, the doctor dropped me. And when they dropped me, they put a, a cast on my, um, on, for my hip, uh, between my hip and my shoulder on my side. And what happened, so one hip grew larger than the other. So I used to walk with a limp so I, and, walk, and walk with my head to the side. You know, and they used to always tease me. I was teased so much. But I didn't realize that, um, again, that was all part of my development. You know, I learned how to be, I became a loner, you know, and even though I grew up in a big family, you know, I still felt lonely because I was, um, number six of 12. I was just smack dab in the middle. I was too young to be with the older ones and too old to be with the younger ones. So I grew up lonely, you know, and by myself. And I just seemed like I never fit anywhere. No matter where I went, I just never fit. So. Who became my best friend? God. God became my best friend, and I used to talk to God like I'm talking to you, you know, and just be real and, you know, and just, you know, God, you know, I got, you know, I got to find a better life, you know. When I grew up, I used to see there was a, a woman, 
that I grew up in church with. Her name was uh, uh, Gladys Woodley. She used to take all our all the young kids, you know, to our house uh, in uh, Mount Vernon. And see, I never seen a house before because remember, I grew up in the Bronx. So when we used to go to the house. I used to, she used to have these this, this beautiful house and cars and everything. I said, I want that when I was a little girl. So therefore, I, there's certain things I kept focused on. I always, and I was always told when you pray and believe that you know God's going to do something, God's going to do it. And my mother used to always tell me because everybody used to tease me, Jude, don't worry about it. You know, you know, uh, just pray and let God, you know, you know, and talk to God. And I used to, and that's what I did. Even when my brothers and sisters used to tease me and call me retard, stupid, you know, you're cockeyed, you're ugly. They called me all kinds of names. You know, you're dumb. You can't learn anything. And like I said, I remember a time when my mother went to, um, uh, like I said, uh, open school night. And one of the teachers told my mother that, and I was sitting right there and I understood what was going on. She said, uh, we want to take your child and put her in uh, a special ed class because she's slow and she has a comprehension problem. And we think she's on, on the special side. And my mother refused. My mother said, no, there's nothing wrong with my child. No, you would not put her in no special ed, you know. And they tried to tell my mother I was retarded back then. Yeah, the word was retarded back then. It wasn't handicapped. It was retarded, you know. So my mother said, no, she's not. So my mother used to, every day, my mother used to annoy me with all and pray over me and just kept telling me to believe God. My father used to always tell me, believe God. Jewel, you are okay. Jewel, you, you, you are okay. They spoke life into me. Even my, though my brothers and sisters always teased me, they spoke life into me. And because I went to church, we were raised in church, I was taught faith. I was taught who God was. I was taught if nobody else loved me, Jesus loved me. Jesus was the one that was able to help me. He was the one that was able to make my wrong right. He was the only was the one that was able to give me favor. You know, he was able to work things together for my good. You know, I was taught the word of God. that, And there was one scripture I grew up on, and I still use it this very day. You know? Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And because of that, that's what I stood on, the word of God. So therefore, it's very important to understand that when people are going through things, you know, you don't know what they've been through to get to where they're at. And when people have achieved things, you don't know what they've been through to achieve what they have achieved. So... Um, this is one of the reasons why I I wrote this book, and it's it's an easy read because every you know some people like to read a lot and some people don't. So I wanted to make it um easy for individuals who do not like to read, but it's important to read so that you can understand how to handle certain life challenges and understand you got purpose, you got destiny, and you got greatness to achieve. And use what you've been through. Build on it. Don't throw it away. Build on it. To be all that God created for you to be. So I understand now what I've been through as a child was preparing me for my adulthood. Okay. So I'm going to get started a little bit on one of the chapters that I wrote on bringing out the best in you through life challenges. Uh, and if, you, like I said, feel free to please send me. Um, any questions that you may have uh, about life challenges and how to handle it, you know, because otherwise, especially if you do not handle life challenges, life challenges will handle you. 
Otherwise, also to you, become a what? People pleaser. And when you become a people pleaser, you will never fulfill your purpose, destiny, and greatness. Because now you're trying to please people and not you or God who created you to be all that he wanted you to be. Know that you, you know, then why was I born? If I've been going through all this and going through all this, going through all this. Sometimes it's the choices we make. We don't make good choices. Especially when we try to make choices on our emotions. You know, the best time to make a decision is never when you're emotional. And because I grew up in church, I learned how to lean so much on the word of God. Let me tell you, the word of God has saved my life. It has saved my life and really allowed me not to make some bad choices, spiritually, personally, professionally. You know, because I've seen a lot of choices my brothers, my sisters, and friends made. And a lot of them regret it. You know, I had one of my sisters tell me today, uh, I think uh, you know, last week, I want a marriage like you. You know, and, and a lot of people tell us that they want a marriage like us, my husband and I, because we're best friends. Have we gone through a lot? Yes, we have. But we're able to make it because why? I prayed for my husband before, you know, uh, 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 he found me. I didn't find him. He found me. Because the Bible said, he that finds a wife finds a good thing. But I went to God for my husband. I said, God, I need you to send me my husband. Okay? I wanted a man after God's own heart. Because, I, you know, I, you know even though I grew up um, in the church, okay, and my mother and father were in the church, you know, it was still, uh, you know, somehow, you know, it was an abusive home. Yes. I see my father beat my mother. My father dealt with a lot of mental illness. You know, there was a lot of lot going on. So therefore, I said, God, I want a man after your heart. I want a true man of God. You know, and I didn't want to have to be, grow up in a, you know, I didn't want to live or a man that was abusive like my father, verbally or physically. You know, not known until years later that my father really had mental issues that was happening because it was hormonal. You know, he had unbalanced hormones and things that were happening. And, you know, um, Many people didn't, you know, didn't realize until nowadays, you know, we know better. Back then, we didn't know better. Okay, so I'm just going to start off and read this one, you know, this, I'm going to read this one page because I want to take time. And I'm not going to, you know, well, it's, yeah, let me see. Yeah, this one section. I'm going to read this one section, okay? And this one section talks about uh, in order to bring out the best in you through life challenges, you must stay focused on your vision and mission. Life challenges do not come to destroy you, but it prepares you for your destiny. The only challenge is how you handle the challenge, the situation, which will determine the outcome. That is why you should not make any decisions based on your emotions or mood. Always remember you are a diamond in the rough. Therefore, look at yourself. As being that ugly, hard hole before it is made into a beautiful diamond. The coal is heated to a very high temperature and then undergoes external pressure. So what you may go, be going through is maybe a lot of pressure right now. Okay? But remember, you're beautiful. It's going gonna, it's gonna to turn out all right. It's how you handle your challenge. So you can't give up. You cannot give up. This is a time for you to understand I'm going through a process. Winners never quit and quitters never win. 
So let's continue. The process of the coal being heated under pressure continues until the coal turns into the beautiful diamond it was intended to be. So this is what happens when I went through all my challenges growing up. People making fun of me, calling me names, not wanting to be uh, anything to do with me, you know, and uh, being rejected. Okay, being called ugly, being called stupid. Okay, I, you know, uh, I, you know, I always never want to get left back. You know, because why? I had, you know, you know, I was so used to people telling me I was stupid and stupid. I said, no, I'm going to prove them wrong. I use that scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I used to pray, God, please don't let me fail a test. God, please don't let me get left back. Okay, and let me explain. I worked so hard to do, to uh, to uh, uh, make sure that I would pass the test and sometimes fail the test. But I believe God, God, you. I believe you're never gonna let me get left back. I did my homework, I did everything, but sometimes I just still fail a test. Sometimes, no matter what you do. Things don't turn out the way you want. But one thing, because I always prayed and asked God for help, he never allowed me to get left back. I, you know, even the, so, but I didn't realize that because I never, you know, I, you know, I, I, I worked hard, you know, to make sure that I was passed. Okay. So it's always understand what you're going through. It's preparing you for where you're going. Then it says, thus you are going through the same process of being made into that beautiful diamond. Your situation is that the fire is purifying you. So what you're going through is purifying you. It's preparing you for greatness. You are like a clay that's being molded and shaped right now for your future. Because the hotter the fire in your situation, the more unproductive characteristics in you are being burnt out so that when you are taken out of the fire for a moment, new characteristics are being created in you. Again, it's how you handle your challenge which determines your outcome. You must not allow what you're going through to control your thinking and your emotions. As a result, you must go through the process of being made before you can achieve the destiny God has planned for your life. And this is why I encourage you as a leader to allow life challenges to bring out the best in you instead of the worst. Because God has given you every tool you need to win to succeed, especially when you ask him for help. According to Psalms 121, verse 1 and 2, it states, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. My husband, Bishop Keith Kenny, he just preached a series uh, this month. Um, no, I think he started last month. And the last three Sundays, uh, the, uh, I believe, last Sunday, September, the first Sunday in October, the first two Sundays in October, my help is on the way. All your help is on the way. All your help comes from God. And this is why it says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills which come with my help. My help coming from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Always ask God for help. And because we're human beings, we need sometimes we need somebody to flesh on. And God is sending you help. 
So always ask God for help in every situation, and you will win, no matter how tough, rough, or imaginable, imaginable it may seem. The key is that since he made heaven and earth, everything and everyone is under his control, and he will work out the situation for your good, because God made a promise to you. And, we, and that's where, in Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things, not some, but all things, work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. What does that, let, that word all mean? Includes everything, excludes nothing. So always ask God for help no matter what. Why? It's your time, it's your turn, and it's your season to make it happen. Stay blessed. Be encouraged. Because why? God loves you, and I love you too. Again, see you next Wednesday. And tune in. And remember, you got purpose, you got destiny, and you got greatness to achieve. Allow life challenges to bring out the best in you. Visit us at tabernacleoflife.org. Or come and visit our church, Tabernacle of Life, at One Soapback Way in South Orange, New Jersey. 10.30 a.m. You'll hear the power of God move. And God, because why? God got a word for you. And he loves you. So don't give up. Stay blessed.